Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 78 of the Scouting Pancake Podcast. I'm Jason Ackerman. And I'm Yvonne Ackerman. And I'm Kristen Weil with Unprotected oh. oh, sorry. <laughs> I cut you off. It's okay. I, I love this live performance we just got here. Yeah. yeah, people think that it's like Janis Joplin yeah. recording or like... From the grave. Yeah. yeah. So well, we've got Kristen Weil from Unpretentious Palette with us like this is this is a major get i'm so grateful oh, that thank you're, you yeah you're the best and i'm, I'm so happy to hear i'm so excited to hear your story it's fascinating i first heard about i, I had seen you on instagram and i didn't realize like what the deal with your account was until i heard you on npr no big deal <laughs> just npr um yeah when like, we when we invited her to come on the pod she's like uh, is it like NPR? And I was like, it's exactly like yeah. NPR. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, that definitely happened. It's that level of professionalism. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so you were the senior editor of Charlotte Magazine, essentially the food editor for them. Um, at a, their first female editor in two decades. Yes, yeah, so I became editor, um, I guess, in August of a year, like a year and a half ago. Um, and... I was, yeah, the first female editor that we had had. When Charlotte Magazine moved offices, a lot of the archives got lost, so we couldn't figure out the exact date of the last female editor, but yeah, it was more than two decades. And you were 29. Yes. Which is pretty amazing. Yeah, but I didn't make it on any 30 under 30 lists. I was very upset about that. Yeah, you know Those why? Lists. Because you have to nominate yourself and you're yes, too busy. Yes, it is. Yeah. That's yeah. exactly. Thank you. I appreciate you saying that because I was a little upset. Yeah. If you see someone on there, you just know that that's all their ego that got them on there. Yeah. <laughs> or they asked a friend. They're like, yes. please put me on there. Right. I nominated myself. I didn't make it. Yeah. But. No, we definitely nominate ourselves <laughs> every year. We still haven't gotten it. Well, maybe because I'm over 30 now. Yeah. What's a 40 under 40s for, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Again, this decade. I know. God, 40. Let's not say <laughs> oh. that. Uh, yeah. We're close. We probably are getting, yeah. Oh, God. Anyway. <laughs> so you worked for like Charlotte Magazine and now you, you're off on your own. Yes. Um, but I want to talk about, before we get into like what made you transition there, like what was it like at Charlotte Magazine? Like what's that vibe? And were you like, is it, re- was it real old school journalism? And Yeah. So I uh, got, my, I went to school in DC and majored in print journalism. And I worked in the Washington Post, like had an old school career path. That I've you heard don't of that see place. that often anymore. <laughs> yes, you, you may have. Um, you may have seen it in the movies. Um, and I actually started in the mailroom. So my job was to uh, like bring newspapers at 6 a.m. to all the editor's offices and like sort the packages and do faxes for people, like arrange for couriers. It was very like what you'd expect of like the lowest level you can be. And um, when I graduated college, they offered me a job in the weekend section. And so I was doing a little bit of admin, a little bit of writing, um, and just fell in love with journalism there. I was studying it, but like being at the Washington Post, just it, it really instills in you this respect for what these journalists do. And so um, I, yeah, loved it, but I switched to video. I really wanted to get up to the news floor. And so I went to onto the video team and Felt like I got kind of pigeonholed into digital. In um, front of the camera or behind? Behind. Okay. Video editing. Um, and then we launched Post TV, which is kind of like their video strategy now. And so my husband, um, John, I met him at the Washington Post. He was a, the A section lead designer. So he designed the Sunday front page and oh, wow. managed that oh, news wow. team. Yeah, he's hiding John in the should corner really, over there. <laughs> yeah, he's hiding in the corner, but he should really be sitting here if he, he designed should. the front page. Oh, he's coming. Oh, wow. Yes. <laughs> oh, <laughs> we recruited wow. him over. Um, and so we both kind of started. That took a while. <laughs> it's just like with Wayne. I'm telling you, my dad, it's the same thing. The pull. It's like a, the magnet. Yes. Um, so he and I both kind of felt like we were a little stuck in, the, in our respective. Um, he and designed me in video, and he got an opportunity down here in Charlotte. And so I moved down here um, after he did. And when was that? Uh, around uh, late 2012. Yeah, so late 2012. And then 
I was working at NASCAR as an editor. I um, saw that. Yeah, I was, I was which, stalking your LinkedIn before. Yeah, this. so <laughs> um, I, I was. I didn't love it. It wasn't the journalism I wanted. It was writing, but it was definitely a lot more sponsor marketing considerations. Yeah, like yeah. more a lot more than I was comfortable with. And so, with somebody with that super rigid print journalist background, I was like, no, like none of this is okay. I can't handle this. These so, are not the rules, right? And so at that <laughs> Where's point, AP style, right? Yeah. So I was considering moving back to DC, and John and I were talking. I was like, I just I need to get back into journalism. Um, and then the Charlotte Magazine job came open and I applied for it. And by the grace of God, Michael Graff interviewed me. And I think I countered his personality very well, which is one of the reasons why he hired me. I don't know if you've met Michael Graff, but he is like the most thoughtful. He'll, he's slow to speak because whatever comes out of his mouth is just brilliant. Whereas I'm just like word vomit all the time. And so we're definitely counted each other well. And it happened to be, um, food was one of the areas. And so I kind of fell into this, honestly. So food wasn't always like the dream. Journalism was the dream and then right. food journalism came after. Yeah, I kind of fell into it. And um, as soon as I started doing it, I fell in love with it. But it was just, I think also because I was so young, uh, like I was poor, so it was hard. <laughs> it's hard to be a food writer. It's very expensive. I mean, we go out to to eat like three times a week on our own dime at least. And it's like you look at the the credit card statement, you're like, damn, that's a lot of money on on food. But... Um, so it was harder to do when I was younger. And then, you know, when we moved down here, it was like our money went a lot farther than it did in DC. So we were going out more anyway. And, um, I just began to appreciate it and got to know all the chefs. And I was, I was like, if this is going to be my beat, like I'm going to, I'm going to kill this beat. And so I started doing it. I was just like, this is the best. I want to do this forever. And so here I am. It just started me down this journey that I never would have expected, but absolutely love. I never thought about kill this beat. That's something that works for both rappers <laughs> yeah, and journalists. <laughs> Goes both ways. I love it. <laughs> Are you also a, a fledgling rapper too? Or if you want to no. drop a beat and kill a beat yeah. here today. I, I am not. One day I would love to be a poet. Like I think in my my retirement, I'm going to write some very nice romantic poetry. But Slam poems, maybe? She, <laughs> she could drop some Freddie Mercury on you, though. Oh, Watch oh yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm a huge Queen fan. You, I've, you've like, seen the movie, big. I'm guessing, the so new I, movie? I haven't, because I, I've read, like, all the stories and the biographies, and people say that the movie's not that true to him, so I have, like, a love-hate relationship with it. I go back and forth on whether or not I should see it. When you love something that much, and then they make a movie right. for the masses, it's so yes. it's almost offensive. Yes, <laughs> I know, and that's like... They don't know Freddie yeah, the way you know Freddie. Right, and my mom was telling me about the movie, and she's like, oh, and, like, he was like this, and I was like, yeah, but like he also had parties that have like naked midgets handing out cocaine. Like, yeah. Was that in the movie, Mom? In the movie. Yeah. So she was like, you know, saying he's this great guy. And I'm like, oh, he was a great guy, but like he was also a freak. Kind of wild. Yeah. So yeah, I'd, if there are no midgets with cocaine, I'm not sure that I want to see it. Oh, that's, that's, yeah. If it's, <laughs> if it's mainstream, forget it. So, but when you, so to major in print journalism, I know I saw that we're, you're a little bit younger than us, but like around that time, I mean, so I actually started out as a journalism major and I got scared because especially yeah. print journalism. So what made you be like, no, it's fine. Print journalism is alive and I will do this. So it's funny. I actually started college wanting to be pre-med. Um, I really wanted to be a dermatologist. And so I was like, I was a bio major. Um, and I hated all the people in my classes. They were just like so mean and boring, cold and like <laughs> didn't want to help. They were very like self-focused and they just like were my people and I loved my communications classes. So um, I started writing for the Eagle, which was American University's newspaper. Very hey, clever. you? Yeah, man. <laughs> um, and I, lo I loved that also. So um, I switched majors and just continued on that path. But 
it was interesting because the year, so I graduated from college in 2010 um, and they were kind of freaking out. Like all of our journalism professors, they didn't want to teach us print journalism. My major was technically print. I don't know if it still is even a major. I think they might've shifted it, but they taught us video editing. They taught us audio editing. We did some HTML, like all of that was rolled into this print journalism major. It was like the era of the backpack journalists. You remember like everybody had flip cams and like everybody was trying to do video and audio for every story. And it was like, they were really overcorrecting. So it, they were, they were still hopeful. They were like, oh, you're just going to have to learn how to do all of these things, which was crazy, but helped me in my career path because obviously that's how I ended up editing video at the post was because I also had that training. And yeah, it has really, it's just shifted to being online too. So it's like, right. you know, it's still, it's still there. You're right. There was this thing where it's going to be all video and it's like, yeah. no, it's just going to shift mediums right. and, you know, but. And you always need to know how to write. Like at the end of the day, good writing is going to be a skill that people need. So I was like, even if I ended up doing something else, writing would be a skill that is needed in other fields. Yes, I'd take exactly. that a step farther and just say good storytelling. I mean, like platforms are going to come and go. Technologies are going to come and go. But the ability to communicate well and tell stories that, um, you know, bring things to life for people, that, that skill is always going to be needed no matter what the, the platform is. Even more important now, right? Yeah. Because yeah. everyone has to brand themselves and they all need a good yeah. storyteller to do that. Like even podcasts, right? Like Serial. Oh my or things God. like that. That yeah. that's so much. That, that is reporting at the end of the day, right? It's it's an entertaining podcast, but it's just it's good journalism. That's good at journalism. The heart of that. So it just yeah. it shows itself in a lot of different ways. Sarah Koenig's coming on next week. <laughs> no, <laughs> um, so, we actually so. farm out all of our writing to Indonesia. <laughs> I guess we shouldn't say that. Yeah, we just put it into one of those computer programs. Just like mix up the words, and because you know yeah. people so, never read. That's what people we love. Um, a lot of. Um, Young, like much, you know, a lot of the food bloggers in our town are like 22, 23. Mm -hmm. And a lot of them tell us they're like, nobody reads anymore. Why do you guys have a blog? And then we just, we roll our eyes. (laughs) Like, I really please do not say that. Yeah. (laughs) People read. I don't think people understand when you say that to a, like a writer, it's how offensive it is. (laughs) Exactly. Just because you don't read doesn't mean, like, I'm making a living off of people wanting to read. Yes. So, yes, me too. This is my job. You so, watch it. Yeah. yeah. And, and also these jobs, like you're saying, they're, they're only paying more. Like the career trajectory for, you know, writers is, yeah. is on the up. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, like John was saying, like there's, it's a dying thing. That yeah. People, people keep saying, no, no one wants that. And yet the demand is actually getting higher. So. Agreed. 100%. So what made you want to shift gears? So you're at Charlotte Magazine. Everything's going great. 29 yeah. on top of the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, so it was a combination of things. One was I just, you know, we had a, a small staff at Charlotte Magazine. It was just, um, it was hard. I think the problem was all of us cared so much about the magazine and wanted it to be so perfect every month that no matter the staffing we were given or the budget we were giving, we would kill ourselves to make sure that the magazine did not show that you know, we needed more people or we needed more money. And so I think I just started getting a little burnout and that was, that was one of the main things. Um, I just, I just got tired and it was a lot and I, I felt like I wasn't able to write enough. Um, more managing, a lot more managing. And it was, it was really cool to be editor. Like Charlotte magazine, I think is, is the, the only publication anymore you can get great long form. And at the end of the day, when you're a journalist, that's what you care about. You know, those 3000 word stories that, you know, are your, your dream to write. And they just don't have a home for that in that many places anymore. So I loved it. Um, but I also was seeing the shift in food coverage around town and I felt like so much of it was, 
becoming based on like, you know, free meals or sponsors or just, and the people that were doing it right didn't have, Charlotte Magazine included, either didn't have the pages for it or the money for it. So it was, I saw an opportunity there. Um, And so, you know, I've kind of been thinking about this. I was getting a little burnout. And then one weekend, John and I were at the beach and just kind of started talking about what a business model might look like. And he was like, well, like, you know, if you could do charge, you know, I think you wanted to charge more initially. Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah. <laughs> I always want to charge more. So it was, and it's $50 now. Then, it's so fifty nine ninety nine a year or five ninety nine a month. Okay. Um, and so we just kind of started talking about it. And it was like, so if this worked, I could just cover food full time. And that would be my job. And people who care about restaurants will hopefully pay for these reviews that are thoroughly researched and, and done like the old school way. So we do three visits, all anonymous, um, before we write about a place, we give them three months before we give them a star rating. And it, it's so far working out. <laughs> it was, it was just kind of like, once I decided to do it, I was like, I wish I'd been doing this forever. Yeah, I think that's I think that's great your model and Kathleen Purvis told us about that initially because we don't have the journalism background as far as, you know, being a true food critic. Um, so that's something that we've, you know, from people like you and and Kathleen Purvis we're trying to like we're being more thoughtful about going more times and, you know, giving them time after they open before yeah. giving, you know, a review and we never do after we when it's free. Yeah. Um because that's so important. <laughs> and so many people do, you know, yes. and it's crazy. It's like well, yeah, it's going to be good if you got a free media meal. Like, yes. they know you're coming. Of course, they're the going to spend time to make yeah. it look better because yep. they know you're taking pictures. Like, everything's going to be better. Yeah. <laughs> you can't judge so, it on that. Right. So, and I, I feel like, you know, that's, it sucks writing a bad review. Like, it, I, I hate it. Like, I dread those days, but, you know, people are spending their hard earned money and they should be spending it somewhere that deserves it. And there's so many restaurants now. It's like, we got to make sure we're supporting the places that are doing it right. So where have you gone? Because we just became Unpretentious Palette subscribers, um, which started when? What month was that? Um, September. It's just over six months old. Okay. Um, so where, so I'm still going through everything on your site, but where have you, where did you go three times and, you know, anonymously that you had to give a bad review to? Um, so the, um, one of them was McNinch House, which it wasn't a bad review. It was more just like, you're spending so much money. I was going to say you went there three times. Yeah. (laughs) So three times that was over a longer time period. Okay. Because I mean, I've been doing the Charlotte magazine, best 50 list. I'd say that'd be three times in the last year, year to 15 months. Okay. Yeah. Still a lot of money. Yeah. I did use a Groupon, um, one of the times. So that helps a little bit. Yes. Which is hilarious. We've never been there. So tell us. You have a Groupon. That's a sign. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good point. It's, it's, you can't really get out of there for like less than like, if you're even if you're drinking like 200 bucks a person yeah um wow. and the service is phenomenal the restaurant is gorgeous the house is really cool um but the plateware is incredible yeah they every table is set differently with like antique um china and the wine steward there is great but oh, yeah i met him what's his i forget his name he's so nice wes yes I think is his name yes. yeah um, took me a minute, but yeah, I've he, never been there, but I've met him. Yeah. He's so nice. He's a, yeah. he's a great guy. And so it's a really cool experience, but they do this tasting menu. That's kind of like every dish is something that like, it would be just be a common, like every re- everyday restaurant dish. It's like, you know, you'll get like, um, a lamb chop and then there'll be a salmon course and there'll be like a filet. Yeah. Filet. Like it's all pretty 
I mean, not basic because it's, it's tasty, but it's like when you go in for a, a exquisite tasting menu, you want something a little bit more out there, you know, creative. And, yeah. A little, a little more creative. And so it just, for the, for the price, like you could go to Stoke and get very similar food for, I mean, quarter of the yeah, price. Yeah, of the price. A lot less. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, that was, a, that was a tough one too. Cause I, you know, I mean, I, I love that house and I think Ellen, the owner is fantastic. Um, Everyone there is nice and wonderful. Right. So yeah, that must've been like, yeah, yeah it was tough. did they reach um, back? Did they reach out and no, but you? I know, no, but I know, I know they saw it. Um, how do you know that? Because <laughs> I can see who subscribes. Okay. So, so I saw there, yes. so there was, a, well, it was like a guest, um, subscription for, yes. to once that published. Yes. Um, and then Haymaker was another one, um, that we, went to and just had like really mixed experiences there and yeah, um, either five star or like two star. Yeah. I mean, we, yes. you, you yeah. could get the, the consistency issue. Yeah. And mm-hmm. it was, it was a big swing. And so it was interesting cause like so many people were talking about it. Um, and I wrote this review and a lot of people texted me and were like, we're so glad you wrote that because like I've had the same experience, but everybody like, you only see how great it is. Um, and that's actually one where I went back and updated it because we've been back several times lately and it's been really good. So, okay. um, I do do like kind of rolling reviews. So there's like a little diary entry update. I've only done it twice. I think so far when I change the stars on something, um, it'll have like a date and why it shifted. So Haymaker has since moved up. Like I think I had it two and a half stars at food and then it's bumped up to three and a half down to five. Yeah. I saw that you did that and I was, we had the same experience. We didn't write a review cause we only have been once on our own dime and then once for a tasting, but I felt I felt the same way, but I've been, I just want to go back now and, and check out what they're doing because yeah. I, I feel like... Yeah, it didn't make oh, our top 25 list. Nope, it yeah. didn't. And yeah. I, well, I was, actually, some people reached out and they were like, why no Haymaker? And it was exactly I mean, the restaurant's yeah. beautiful, right? I mean, oh it's my gosh, the space. so magnificent yeah. inside. Yeah. And most nights, the food is pretty incredible. And it's close for us, too, because we live, we're uptown. We live so right like, next to Midnish House. We do. Oh, okay. We, we actually, uh, we, <laughs> Which is we, funny. We catalog when you go. So. Yeah. We'll, we'll check we'll our records. go back for your log. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, but they, um, they've had some staffing changes recently. At uh, Haymaker? At Haymaker. Okay. Um, they, yeah, one of the um, chefs from Marketplace came down is now the... Um, chef de cuisine or sous chef. I don't remember what his title is, but so that's from his, from Disson's original. Yes, Asheville which is fantastic. Restaurant. I don't know if you've ever been mm-hmm. there, but no, we this haven't. Is great. What's your favorite place in Asheville, though? <laughs> since we're on that, oh, we don't get up there too too much. I mean, it's so hard to like get anywhere because we. I feel like we have so many places to eat here. Yes, um, but that's probably up there for for top dinner we've had there. We haven't been in oh, way too long. But everyone says curate, and we've never been. Yeah. <laughs> so. and, it's like, and Katie Button is going to be here to keynote the PCG Symposium. Next weekend. A co- yeah, a couple of weeks. Oh, is my it? gosh. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's already next weekend. <laughs> so what are, what are you doing anything with that? I am, yes. I am uh, co-hosting or hosting a panel on, uh, it's called A Sobering Discussion on um, Kitchen Culture. So basically looking at um, drinking problems, drug problems, how to create like healthier kitchen staffs and environments. Yeah, if you've ever worked in a restaurant, you know there's a lot of drugs. Right, Jason? <laughs> I just, I'm a CPA. I like to say that we to Jason. We just do cocaine. Yeah, well, because he's never worked in a restaurant or as a server. So, But he's still a very good tipper and a very nice patron. Yeah. <laughs> but Thank I think you. that you should Love work it. as a server in order to, like, just one time. Everyone needs to just be beaten down like that because servers get treated like shit. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> well, it's funny. John was always telling me, like, oh, you should do a story about, like, spending the night in the kitchen as a dishwasher and just, like, Ooh. write that. And then Tom Seatsima of the Washington Post wrote it. And I was like, damn oh. it. Stole Should your have idea. done it first. So it's like sometimes I do that. I sit on stories because it's just like 
it's hard to schedule a and night, and like it's kind of embarrassing, right? Like if I were to go there and like the whole restaurant would go to shit because I'm not fast enough yeah. on the dishwasher, you know? <laughs> they closed down the next right. day. The dishes I, piled up. I always joke with Paul Verica at the Stanley that one day I'm going to come in and just wash dishes one night just so I can see what it's like. And he's like, you don't want that. I'll just yell and scream at you all night. Yeah, and it's we probably can't be. intense. And then you won't want to come back yeah. ever yeah. again. <laughs> you won't be able to enjoy it. No. Well, Jason, I'm sorry. I'm doing the thing where I dominate. We've been having this. Who's Go Jason? Ahead. Yeah. <laughs> Is he no, here? Before this pod, she, so I was like, you're going to have to handle this pod. Like, I'm not feeling great. And then she just goes. I know, She's I know. a gamer. I know. She's a gamer, my Yvonne. <laughs> what do you want to ask, my love? Well, kind of explain how you came up with your star system. Uh, oh, that's a good one. So I feel like five stars is kind of standard. Um, but the, the, so the one... But yours is rigid. You're tough. Yeah. But so you do. But you you don't just you do a overall five star yes. rating. And then you do a subcategory. Yes. So um, it's ambiance, food, and service. And I feel like those are the three most important things when you're dining. And it's interesting because like you, if you look at some of them, ambiance of like a place like Crepe Cellar um, can be as high as a place like Big uh, Tree, maybe. Yeah, because it's like it's it's not. What How audience are you going for? Yeah, it's not... The thing that's hard with star rating is, like, sometimes you're comparing Sal's Pizza Shop to the McNinch House. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like... But the way that I kind of look at it is, of this concept, what is... What would a five-star pizza place look like and then how does it stack up there? So that way it's more of, like, being compared to the best version of itself instead of other restaurants, um, which I feel like is important because... Like high-end restaurants don't always have to be the five-star restaurants, so it's still um, the same feeling, right? Yeah, we, yeah. Like yeah, we struggle the, with that a lot too because yeah, it's, it's like we really like. Yeah, we're to do, a place. I know that, we do. We go to a lot of just like you know run-of-the-mill like kind of hole-in-the-wall places yeah. a lot, and we feel like they have great ambiance, right? Yeah, like yeah. in Mezzo, we were there on yes. Friday night. Like that's yeah. one of our favorite. Yeah, it was places. cold and rainy. Yeah. It's just a place you just get cozy up in those brick walls mm-hmm. and that, yeah. those it's older like, booths on a rainy I mean, night. That's five stars. It is. It's coziness. <laughs> it's huga. Yeah. Speaking of where we are now, yes, right? It's like great. it's that. Ooh, yeah. It's that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing I struggled with was um, the beverage. Like I, I kind of wanted to put beverage star in, but. Having like four categories seemed like a little bit much. So now I have um, like a beverage focus thing. I have um, in within each review, there's kind of two styles of reading. So there's like the basics, which everything is broken down into categories. Um, and it gives you information on like the cuisine, just like a short sentence summary, um, the who's in the kitchen that you should know or behind the bar that you should know what the beverage focus is um, and like what it's good for. So that way, if you're not if you don't read, as yeah. <laughs> people like to say, you don't have to read the full review. You can just kind of like glance over the stars and, and whatnot. So you don't have to, to be that. a reader. You don't have to be to a reader. Yeah. on pretentious palate. <laughs> we prefer that you be, but yeah. you don't have to be. <laughs> the money's still the same. A- yeah. As long as you pay. That, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's my preference. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We don't care if you never even look at it. Yeah. <laughs> so what do you think is the most underrated restaurant in Charlotte? Oh, I have so many. Um... I think, like, attention-wise, I don't know why Bardo's not getting more attention. Um, I mean, I know you guys have written about it. We're, like, we, Bardo's number one fan. Yeah, it's... They have a restraining order. <laughs> I, got, I, I love I, it. I printed out a... Because we do, instead of Michelin stars, yeah. we do Michigan pods. And they're the only one in Charlotte that we've given a Michigan pod to. And I... It's paid a lot of money to get a framed Michigan pod. And I, I hope it's on their it. wall now. Yeah, we don't know if they awesome. It was awkward yeah. dropping it off. But that's, it how, <laughs> <laughs> that's how much we love them. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah, I mean, they, they're very it's deserving. So I mean, across the board, 
that eggs and grains dish is uh, just, yeah. it's one of the best bites in Charlotte Yeah, right I agree. Now. I love that one. Yeah, we were there with another couple, and we re- we ordered a second one. You need to like, order a second yeah, one. Yeah, now we, would, we know, like, one per person probably because oh, it's so good. Yeah. That's, and that is my <laughs> one thing with it. And Jason always says you just need to order more, and so that's what I got to get used to. But, like, yeah, because like, if, you if you're coming starving with a lot of people, you need to order more, yes. more than you think Agreed. you need to, which Agreed. doesn't affect anything about the quality or how good it is, but it's just... You got to order more. Yeah, I think they're <laughs> yeah. just not good at publicity. <laughs> like, yeah, like, they're also in that kind of new area of town, right? Like, mm-hmm. uh, like they're not yeah. mainstream. The gold district. Yeah, you know. Ugh, the but gold district. Stop trying to make gold district. Happen. I know. <laughs> Thank you. I'm so, I am so on that train. South End. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't. I didn't make that up. I saw that hashtag. Uh, <laughs> I like that. I, <laughs> I stand with that hashtag. Um, but Bar does one of them. I think Ex in Provence. I think so. It's. It's places that you're right, like don't really spend on marketing. Um, Aix en Provence, I think, is like one of the most consistently delicious, great service, just like fun place to go. Um, well, I, that's not the right way to put it. Just if you have a good time there, you know, it's 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 fancy enough, but like not, it doesn't feel stuffy. It's a great date night spot. We'll go sit at the bar, and Laura, the bartender there, is just like service there is always, yeah. you know, yeah. on point. And it's great. Some like, of the best in Charlotte. Yeah, we we love going there. It's tough because there are places we really enjoy going, but it's like our list of places we need to go is so long. It's you gotta like, go to a new place. Yeah, it's like right. we haven't been to some of the places we go hang out at a lot. Um, I'm a big wine drinker, so I love the fig tree. We'll go sit at the bar there a fair amount and just, I would just be like, oh, like, let me get a glass of, like, Saw, saw LeBron one night when, when we were we sitting there. No way. Oh, yeah, he yes, he had a room by himself upstairs. Yeah. Like, literally by himself? Well, with his, like, I don't <laughs> know. A couple of his buddies. His, his posse. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. my God. Came to drink wine, though, right? No, I feel like Greg said they didn't. He's a big wine drinker. Wine. He is. Yeah. I feel like I. But maybe not during the season. Yeah, I feel like he didn't. Because I, I was remember being like, what? Because I've heard he drinks Italian, like super Tuscans. And so I was asking mm. what he drank. And I, I think they said he didn't order any wine. Must have been, yeah. Must have been playing. Like, yeah. That, that, what was the that all star game? Oh, okay. No, this no, was, was a different. Like two years ago? Yeah. Oh, so he was just there when he yeah, came to Yeah, his son was in town for an AAU tournament. It was like July or August. That's right, yeah. Well, that made sense. Yeah. Two big black SUVs pulled up and (laughs) just like, they just kind of rolled in and went straight upstairs. And it's funny because if if you've been up the stairs at the fig tree, like it's a pretty tight little stairway and like he's such a big man, like it's like (laughs) kind of hunched over in the stairwells. I try to brush up against him for sure. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't, I haven't been to the fig tree and we've only been to Aix-en-Provence for restaurant week and we had not a good experience. So we've never talked about it like beyond just a little bit on the pod. Because restaurant week, you just, you throw everything out. You're not going to judge it on that. That must have been a while ago though, because I don't think they do restaurant week anymore. Yeah, I think they stopped after, this was like a year this was last summer, and we also went with my mom, which always makes for a weird... Yeah, yeah that, that, that drops everything it. down two stars. <laughs> I think we were both under, like, undue yeah, pressure from heard. being with my mom. Yeah, exactly. I highly recommend going going again, not okay. going restaurant week. Um, they have a guy there. Is it Monday and Tuesday nights? He plays piano. Is his name Eddie, I think? Yeah, I think oh, that's right. And he's, like, the sweetest man, and it's just, it's great. jazz on the piano yeah. really sets and the ambiance. He always asks you for recommendations, but, like, I don't know any of the kinds of songs he plays. And so, like, I, every time we go there and he's playing, I mean to, like, study what kind of music he plays and then, like, have a song ready. So you're not like, you know, play Miley Cyrus. What about Sarah? Queen? Right, exactly. <laughs> Queen's yeah, right. heavy piano. That's true. That's true, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, but he knows it. I'd be, yeah, I'd be his favorite. But somebody, like, we were... So he also plays at, like, Cochondor, their sister concept, and Waxaw, which we went to recently. Um, and, like, he played La Vie en Rose, and 
Like one woman was crying And I was like Oh my gosh This is, this is like I can't. Was it as good as much. Lady Gaga? As any As anything yeah. As good as like I, No yes, No But it was great It was close It was still very very nice So I've never even heard of their Sister restaurant in Is that where the Heritage yeah. used to be? Yes it is yeah. uh, Yep oh. it's in Heritage So it's um, The cuisine is similar But like a little more hearty It's um, More like countryside right? Yeah the, the, how to Describe it French yeah. countryside Yeah I think it's more Lyonnaise yeah. um, So yeah, we had great food down there, though, too. But yeah. it's just so hard getting down there when Aix-en-Provence is so close. Um, so, yeah, I think I think you guys should go back and check that out. Um, yeah. And Fig Tree. And Fig Tree, Jason's yeah. been, but I haven't. Yeah, I love a, cla- like a classic French place. Yeah. Like, Agreed. go there all the time. Agreed. Um, and Stagione, like, I don't know why Stagione doesn't get talked about more, but it's great. They've got a new executive chef and he's just kind of like taking it and running with it. I mean, there was no drop off between Drew and Eric, the new chef. They've just, they've got it down. We need to go back there too. We've only been there. We went one time with Chrissy Beth. It's hard to think of a Bruce Moffat restaurant being underrated, right? You know, I mean, I feel like every concept he does is just so, so good, but I would agree that Stagione. Yeah. Well, it's funny. We do, um, the unpretentious palette of where chefs eat series. And it's like the pl- they all say that 95% of them will have at least one of these restaurants on their list, probably two. It's like Sweet Lou's, Yatho, Stagioni, and um, Fuda Buddha. Oh, yeah. It's like they all, and it's really interesting how they all pick the same things. Those are, those are yeah, all great choices. All great. But like you don't, you don't hear one. about them as much anymore. Sweet Lou's obviously because it's new, but like. People Buddha, aren't giving Buddha. it what it deserves. Yeah, and Fudo yeah. Buddha gets ignored. Yeah, and I don't know why. And it was like, every, but I guess that's like the media scene in Charlotte, I feel like, is so, so shiny yeah. object that it's I mean, it's that's like, the Charlotte food scene, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yes, on to the next new thing. Right, and, yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting, too, because the next new thing, being new definitely does not mean it's going to be great. Like, it's new. You probably want to avoid it for a little bit. Right, it's probably <laughs> yeah. the opposite. So, you know, I just, I don't, I don't quite understand the whole obsession with the new. It's And it's tough, too, because I feel like, you know, I have to go to all these places right away because everybody's trying to get there right away. And, and it's like, I feel like it's unfair to the restaurant because then you go in there and it's like, well, yeah. this isn't, this is day two. Like, yeah, you need time to figure stuff yeah, out. Yeah, but I did check out Peppervine day one um, and they did a solid job. So do you, you don't count that though in your no. three, right? Mm-hmm. You just no. go just for yeah. funsies. Just so I know early on. And like, I'll do... um. When for funsies. <laughs> yeah. I'll do like the, put it in the restaurant finder without stars. I'll just say like okay. not yet rated. Um, so what was that you liked it? Cause we, we haven't, um, I did like it. it. Uh, it's, it's only been open a week. Yeah. <laughs> We're behind though. <laughs> um, Must go yeah. to the new, right? Isn't it crazy? Like it's open a week ago. You're like, Oh my God, I can't believe I've been there. I, I feel late. It's yeah, crazy. Like, oh, yeah. Gosh. <laughs> it's, it's insane. Uh, but yeah, it was good. It's just, I, I, those like big new restaurants, no matter how much they spend on like a designer or the interior or like try, I feel like they always just feel kind of like cold mm-hmm. just because they're Corporate. in this like, yeah. Um, and so it definitely is like a lot different than the Banner Elk restaurant. Um, but the food was really good. Service was solid. It was a little slow, but it was night one. So, um, were they packed? No, they, so they were crowded, but I think they did a good job of limiting reservations that mm-hmm. night. Um, to kind of ease into things, which I really appreciate because so many places now open up and they're like, we've got to make as much money as possible day one. And it's just like insanity and nobody has a good experience. And so it seems like they're trying to do a slow, slower open 
if possible. I know you talked about this with LaBelle Helene a little bit too, right? That people sort of mm-hmm. like try to, they gave them, you know, just out of the gate. It went too, too fast, yes. <laughs> too yeah. furious. I feel like it was like a good cautionary tale because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really curious to see like long-term how that impacts them. If people went in those first couple months after seeing all the buzz and were like, mm. yeah, what's the deal? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm, I'm definitely probably not going to come back, but then, you know, we went back more recently and it was, it was a great experience for dinner or for brunch. Um, dinner, we would be done dinner and lunch. Yeah, we did dinner, lunch. The lunch was really, really good, I yeah. thought. But it wasn't that crowded, which surprised me. Um, but it was also, that was All-Star Weekend, right? Was that? Yeah, it was. So we walked by the on a museum Friday. and all the Jordan stuff was out. And it wasn't yeah. crowded? No, which is But it was really also surprising. 1 o'clock. We went for a later lunch. It was 12.30. Was it 12.30? Yeah. Yeah, still though. I wonder. Yeah. So, I, hmm. you know, it, I'm curious to see if like all of these... Because I feel this way with, like, Zeppelin. Um, They had such a big media opening. And I feel like it kind of it tapered down really quickly. And I feel like it creates this false sense of, like, everything's great. We're doing such a great job. And not, like, that deep look at yourself. Okay, what are we doing right? What do people like? It's just like, well, we're crowded, so this must be great. And then the newness wears off. And you're like, wait, where did all these people go? So it's interesting. I've, I've been keeping a close eye on that just to see if there's something there. Yeah, we, we were at Zeppelin a lot when they first opened, and now we don't we haven't been back in a while, and I don't really know why. We haven't had a bad experience there. No, we liked Zeppelin. Just yeah. as, like, like we're just said. trying to keep up with everything. Yeah, and so many new places. Right, and, like, you need to be great in this market to get people to become regulars. That's true. So if you're not killing it when you're putting out all of this media buzz. Yeah, and their, their ambiance is just a little weird in there. It is. Yeah. All the, yeah. all the bottles Jason yeah, hates. Well, I'm like, why do you have a 1920? Like, it looks like a country store. Like an apothecary. Yeah, like you're going to Cracker Barrel. I see that. Yeah, I can totally see that. <laughs> he hates cluttered decor. Yeah. Like, yeah. that's always like, you know, just subtract. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. So we really met you at um, your recent event. We've, we've actually talked about it on a lot of the podcasts, but I do want to talk about it just a little bit more. So the meat and potatoes. Yes. A dinner at Stoke where you're, you know, you're trying to um, bring attention to like more underused cuts of meat and also varieties of, you know, different um, animals. Um, and I just thought that was awesome. And it was such a well-run event. And Thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was, it was great. I'm was sure fun. we got a lot yeah. of great feedback on yeah. that. Um, so what is your plan next as far as events with Unpretentious Palette? Yeah, so uh, on the 18th, um, we are co-hosting an event with Maker's Mark, um, Kevin Creasy, he's a local rep, um, to honor women in the beverage industry. So it's going to be a luncheon at the Ballantine, um, and we have a vote open. Um, till tomorrow, till right? Till tomorrow, yeah. Um, so the 11th, uh, calling doing a call out for people to nominate the best women in the beverage scene in Charlotte. So we'll nominate or the crowd will nominate and then we'll take the top vote getters and they'll be honored at this luncheon. Um, and Katie Kindred is going to keynote. So it's going to kind of be like celebrating women in the industry, um, which I'm really excited about. And the nominations are coming in and they're going to be some badass ladies are getting recognized and I'm pumped. We have so, um, I mean, Colleen Hughes, Amanda Britton. Yeah, there's so many. Oh my gosh. So many. <laughs> it's a tough, it's a tough crowd. It's, it is. Um, but I think, it's, it's, you can only vote once. So okay. like it's, it's going, it's going to be good. Cause you don't get that. Like people, the same person, PR Super person fan. is voting like 18 <laughs> times. Yeah. yeah. A day. Tell uh, them the name of the event. The, I love the name of the oh, event. Oh yeah. It's called I am woman. Hear me poor. Oh. Um, and it's open to everybody. So you can get tickets on event for that. 
And then the next, we're going to do a preview of NC Red um, when it when it's ready to open. So that date is kind of in oh, flex right now, but I'm exciting. really excited yeah, about that. That'll be fine. So um, when that that'll be, so the preview events are tough because it's like the opening date is always so up in the air. So it's basically like I'll find out a date and then set up the tickets. They go out to subscribers first, and subscribers get a discounted ticket price. And then if it doesn't sell out with subscribers, it goes out to the general um, newsletter list. So. Another reason to yes. subscribe. Yes. Get access Especially to that these. one. I think that event is going to go quick. At the Ballantine Hotel, right? Um, or the the NC Red one. Yeah, but so like, what's, oh, okay. N- what's NC Red? Tell everybody about oh, NC Red. Oh, yeah. So NC Red is Bruce Moffat's yeah. next restaurant. Um, that's going to be in Plaza Midwood in the former Penguin Space. And it's going to be kind of like fusing. Haunted location. Yeah, we won't speak of <laughs> yeah, what was right. in that space in between. <laughs> um, <laughs> So that's it's, oh, it's, that was a one star for Sky and Pancake. <laughs> it, it's going to fuse um, like Bruce's New England upbringing, so seafood with the southeastern fried chicken. So it's such a good idea. Yeah. It's such a cool concept. Do you know like what it looks like in there right now? I haven't been in there, but um, one thing that's going to be pretty awesome that um, Drew was telling me about thinking about doing, and I don't know if this is going to like be something that they do eventually or to start, but they're thinking of doing like a. Krispy Kreme, like, hot now kind of sign oh for their God. fried chicken. It's so, brilliant. like, when the bars get, like, when the bars are closing down, they're going to have hot fried chicken sign. Oh. And, like, you just, like, walk up and get fried chicken. I'm like, that's dangerous. We, we, <laughs> that's, did, we did a little tasting of the food, and the, the fried chicken was... Yeah. It was pretty phenomenal. Yeah, I saw they yeah. had, like, a mini, like, like a pre-preview. Yes, they did, yeah. Because okay. Drew uh, Dodd, who will be the executive chef, was executive chef at, chef at Stagione, is now kind of managing NC Red, but he's also been working in the kitchens at Barrington's um, and Stagione Bruce's other restaurants in between. So he did a little preview one night at Good Food on Montford. It was really good. I'm so excited for clam strips. Like, uh, I, I don't have clam strips. I don't think I've had a good clam strip. Like ever? <laughs> or ever. Wow. Well, yeah. we went to Hello Sailor, they had it, but you just... I'm weird about fried seafood. Very weird. I don't know. It's not... I like... I don't know. I don't like, I don't like it fried. I like it... Fresh. Well, the lo- <laughs> we tried the lobster roll also, and that yes. was really good. See, that's where I yeah. would be, for sure. <laughs> so you yeah. guys live in Plaza Midwood, right? We do. We're actually moving in like three weeks, but we're staying in Plaza Midwood because we love it. So you're moving just, you know, down the road to stay in your hood. <laughs> we're moving out of the historic district, thank God. Is that close to like NC Red? Like what's yeah. the historic well, district? So we, it's like the Plaza, Thomas, like it's Pecan. like three streets yeah. only and. We're unfortunate enough to be on one of them. You're like right in the heart yeah. of like party central. Yeah. Common market hipsters. We're, yeah, we're like on the other end of the, <laughs> uh, like kind of closer to the Parkwood side, but we're like a 15 minute walk. So, so going somewhere a little bit more, you know, old people friendly. Yeah. Well, no, we're going somewhere where we're allowed to change our windows, um, which you are not allowed to do in the historic district. Oh, Even if they historic. don't open, they have to be beyond repair. So we're just, yeah. Can't you just take a mallet to them? But it was actually, we were <laughs> going to do they that. They said yes. If, if somebody vandalized if them, someone, then yes. you could. So you could just pretend that someone vandalized We, we thought about it, but we're, yeah, just we're moving instead. Yeah, yeah. It's easier. Uh, but we're pretty excited. We're um, building a, like a wine, little wine cellar. Oh. And we have a pretty big whiskey collection, so oh my gosh. we're going to have, like, a little bar and all that fun stuff. So, yeah, we're living the dream right now. It's yes. great. Yes. I want to, yeah, we want to um, get, like, a house soon. We have a, we con- have we have a condo. But wine cellar. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we want more space to be away from each other. <laughs> Very key. <laughs> yes. she, yeah, she came home the other day and was like, I want to be in a house where I could yell your name. And you won't hear me. <laughs> I'll be like, "Where's Jason?" That just okay. happens as he gets older. He'll be and I was like, like "That already happened." Deaf, you know, yeah. and it, <laughs> I was like, "That literally already happens now." I can't hear you. You just can't hear. <laughs> so, where hilarious. are you from originally? Upstate New York, outside of Albany. 
So, so when you decided to come to Charlotte, what did you think about Charlotte before you knew anything about it? So I like, I, I knew nothing. Um, well, that's not true. So I was working at the post during the the year the DNC was here. So I was, yeah, 2012. They were, they sent two different teams to the RNC and the DNC. I went to the RNC to cover that. Um, in Tampa. Tampa. Yeah. During like the hurricane, I was actually on B roll on CNN in my, my, uh, North Face raincoat that I bought just for the hurricane that like didn't really happen. Um, yeah, proud moment. I was very. I was like, Mom, I was on CNN in my North Face. It's yeah, new. <laughs> it's very like bright pink, That's super awesome. extra. Um, and so, and at that point was was when John was moving here, and so like I knew that the DNC was in Charlotte, and like it was in North Carolina, and I like saw some pictures from like that were in the paper, and they asked me to go down to the DNC also. But it was John's last week in D.C. that week. So, like, I feel like you moved here, and that was... Did so, we keep, Did I even come down here before you took the job? I don't think I did. I don't think you did. So, yeah, it was just kind of like, oh, when I got here, I was like, this is a cool city. And, you know, I didn't know anything and fell in love with it pretty quickly. How yeah. does it compare to D.C. as far as, you know, the restaurant scene or, like, the walkability, I guess, is something we don't have as much as No, which is DC. why we live in Plaza Midwood. Um, so when, when I was in D.C., I lived, like, right in the heart of, like, the fun areas, um, right in between, like, DuPont Circle and Adams Morgan. I don't know if you're familiar at all, but I walked everywhere. My car would sit for, like, three weeks at a time. No <laughs> gas. No <laughs> gas, yeah. yeah. Um, so it, that was a little tough when we moved here. We rented a house and, like, Plaza Shamrock, so there was really nowhere to walk to. Mm-hmm. And um, when we bought a house, I was like, we need to be able to walk places. And then, of course, like we bought the house, and it's a 15-minute walk, and like... You don't. We, we walk it very rarely, but I like having the option. Um, I think the food scene in D.C. really blew up after we left. I mean, there were good places. Like, we went to some great restaurants, but it's definitely not what it is now. The only thing we really know about D.C. is Rose's Luxury. <laughs> Yeah, see, after we, that was after our time. I feel like everything yeah, was exciting like happened. Was was after we left. Yeah. Yeah. Um, All the good stuff. Um, but, I mean, Jose Andres was there when we were there. We went to Restaurant Week at his place, a couple of his restaurants. Because we were, you know, poor and young. you and, got to do Restaurant Week sometimes right. for some yeah. places. Hey, man, in D.C., it's, it's tough. Everything's <laughs> yeah. so much more expensive, and the restaurants oh, yeah. are more expensive. And But it was great because John was working on the design team, so... He would get the list of restaurants early to like lay them out on the page. So like I would always see the yeah. ad before it ran in the paper. So then I would just which was know. like the big reveal. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. So we'd we'd book them early and get first pick, which was very helpful because the good restaurants went fast and we were like, haha. <laughs> so you guys work together on a pretentious palette and that John is your your um you know, he's part of your, your business arm, yes. <laughs> your financial arm. So tell, tell us about like working together. Obviously we don't work together very well. You've seen a lot of bickering pre-recording. Obviously. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think we're pretty similar. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta um, fight a little. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's tough sometimes because like, I don't really have an editor. My mom actually reads a lot of my things for me. Cause John has a day job. He works at the business journals, um, where he oversees their editorial strategy for like all of, all 43 all 43 papers. Wow. So my mom is like my free labor. Um, but like when I do a longer story, I'll have John read it. And I don't know why, but like when he edits my stories, I'm always like, so like 
Yeah, fuck you. Yeah. You're like, why? <laughs> why, why? Why did you say that? I, don't, right. I disagree. Yeah, <laughs> even though he's right. And like, I'll go yeah. fix it later. But like, I need to just like leave and like not physically discuss it with him. And then I'm better. Like if he's just leaving notes on the mm-hmm. file and sending it to me, I'm like, I'm not as upset. But if you're talking if it out. Yeah, I'm like, don't you tell me what to do. Yeah. <laughs> Getting edits is so hard because it's, so hard. you need it so much and you know you need it. But after you work on something, it's like. It's perfect. I worked on it. I double checked it myself. Right. And then, you know, there's like a million things that oh, yeah. need to be fixed, mm-hmm. but it's like, once you hand it to someone else, you're like, oh, well, yeah, exactly. That's right. But okay. <laughs> it's hard. Yeah. It's but I so mean, hard. he does like a, a lot of the, like, I'm bad at goal setting things like that. I'm just, I'm very bad at like seeing the positive sometimes. I'm always like, well, I want to have like more subscribers and I want to have this. And like, I wish, you know, we were doing this event and like another event and they were like, just... I don't know. I tend to be a little too hard on myself. Yeah. And like the nature of my job is like, I'm already thinking about Q4 right now for Mm -hmm. us in the business journals and and kind of what we're going to need to do there because I know where we're going with Q2 and Q3. So I think we balance each other out in that way because I'm always focused on the long term. And I think one of the good things about what we've seen so far is when people start subscribing, we don't see many people drop off. So once they start paying us, and giving us money, they're sticking with us. So now it's just more about the acquisition. How do we get you know more people each week? And um, you know, it's it's interesting what people will pay for. I've I found this very fascinating in the last three years of journalism. And last week when Kristen broke the story about Soul Gastro Lounge expanding, yes, yes I mean, that, that was really big. Really? And then yeah. the Charlotte Agenda posted like three minutes later. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but they, some, mm-hmm. so a few people gave some some punches there to Agenda saying that Kristen yeah. broke it. And Good. I, yeah, I was yeah. happy about that. Good. Yeah, they should. Yeah, that they hurts should. A well, yeah, yeah. Well, a proper journalist, you're supposed to say who broke it. Yeah, exactly. And they're not yeah. proper journalists. Nope. But yeah. that, that story <laughs> brought in more subscribers, um, both paid yeah. and email, than any story this year so far. So it just shows that okay. when you have information that is good and well-sourced, people are going to pay you for that. And um, I think it's back to what we talked to earlier, is that people are going to pay you for information. Yeah. Um, well, I think quant- or quality is so important now because there's so much quantity yeah. and, like, shitty quantity. And you can go on Instagram and see all this stuff. And this is so good. But, like, yeah. to actually It's all commodity, right? You know, you can yeah. get that anywhere. It's, exactly. Give and, me something unique. Yeah, and give it be something that you know is right and good yeah. and true. And that's the thing is, like, I think that's what people are starting to realize is good content is expensive. And the the business model of free content to me is, like, it's just, it under undermines, like, all of the hard work you put in, you know, because you're you're taking, spending your own money to go to these places and, you know, you get these sources by being at the restaurants and sitting at the bar and saying hey to the chefs and spending your own money. And, you know, if if you're doing all that for free, then it's like, what? How do you how do you make this work? And with you know, print advertising is tough too when you're covering food because if like a restaurant's paying you, then it's like, oh, sorry, I just gave you like a negative one star review. And then they're like, yeah. oh, well, I well I pay you. How could you do that? And it's like, so the no advertising model, I think, is really great because I'm only answering to the readers. And so in that, there's like an honesty in that where it's like they're the only people I'm looking out for. It's like, sorry, chef, like your restaurant needs work. I'm not going to lie to my people because I think you're a cool person. Yeah. And that's the hard part. Like it's, nice people behind some yeah. things that aren't But it's so important great. though because how is Charlie going to get better if they, everyone right. thinks they're good? Yeah. And it's tough now with, with Kathleen taking early retirement from, from the Observer. It's like I've had so many chefs reach out and be like, what can we do to get you more subscribers? Because... There's like, there's not much legacy media left. So 
I think, you know, it was yeah, interesting. Yeah, because Helen Schwab took the buyout too, right? Yeah. So I think people were kind of like split between Kathleen and I, like who they were going to take scoops to or who they were loyal to or whatever, however you want to phrase it. Um, and now I think people are like, oh, shoot, like we got to make sure somebody stays doing this or else we're all going to be in trouble. So that's been really um, cool to see just like people wanting to support me and like help me. Like Bob Peters reached out and was like, hey, like we need your stories to be read by like as many people as possible. What like, can I do an event with you? What can I do to help get you more people? Which is just like really, really cool that he sees the value in what I'm doing. Yeah, and you have the support of everyone. Yeah. And I think the events will be a big part of the yes, acquisition so for too. you guys too because people love... I mean, that's that's like the funny thing with like all the food Instagramming is like, I know that anyone in that space right now knows that like if people reach out all the time, how do you get invited to events? So if you can take events to like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to be a food blogger. Right. Guess what? You don't have to do any work. You can just go to an event. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but like, you know, people want to be a part of that and yeah. like, I don't, I don't blame them. And so you can say like, Hey, this is just a ticket of a ticketed event. You, right. don't, you don't have to post anything. You don't have to do anything, but people want to be a part of the food scene in that way right now. And so just having a, you know, Hey, this is a a preview or whatever, or this is like a special event. Like this is something that's for everyone I think is really attractive right now. Thanks. Yeah. And it's, it's cool too, because it's such a niche audience and it's like a really valuable audience for restaurants. So I, I going into it, I'm like, Hey, I'm going to ask you for your feedback. Like I need you to be honest. We're here before anybody else. Like one of the benefits to restaurants letting me hold these preview events is that they get, than feedback from pretty dedicated diners. Without um, a Yelp review or right, an Instagram exactly. yes. blow yeah. up yeah. or anything. Yeah, and so it's kind of like, you know, we did that at Sweet Lou's, and, you know, so, I mean, that was pretty much, like, all good feedback. But there were some things that, you know, like music levels or things like that that you may not think of. Um, like somebody said, like, oh, you have, like, you know, Lewis isn't a, isn't a beer drinker, and he had, like, on his taps, there were, like, two IPAs, but it's a small tap. And they're like, well, why would you have two IPAs and like not this beer? And it's like, oh, like it's probably, you know, it's a good thing to think about if you're not a beer drinker. So I think it's beneficial to everybody. I'm hoping. <laughs> yeah. They <laughs> that get that is. feedback. Like, don't put it on the internet, but yeah. tell me, what do you think? Exactly. Just as a person. Yeah. <laughs> and people love that because they feel like they're helping, you know, and they, yeah. so. And people, well, they also want to yeah. be first, right? They yeah. Wanna yeah. Give, they wanna and they want to give their opinion. Part, yeah. And that's why Yelp is so big. It's like, let me tell you as right. a food critic what I think. Right. You know, I mean, that's. Like, we're just in that culture where everyone wants to, like, even, like, on Netflix. Yeah. Like, how many stars do you give it? Like, yeah. everyone wants to, like, rate everything and judge yeah. everything. Yep. So, yeah. What a world. <laughs> It'll be interesting to see how Instagram changes for the food scene, as, you know, Zuckerberg announced last week that he wants to bring Instagram and WhatsApp closer into the Facebook fold and, and make changes. I'll be interested to see what that means, and then what does that mean for people that use Instagram as a, as a primary business model? Yeah, what do you think could happen with that? Like, what would be the... If, if, if anybody tells you they know, then, then then they're full of crap, right? You know, I mean, I think... I don't know. I mean, um, will there be more link sharing? Will there be more private communities? I, I don't know. Um, I think the it's tremendously popular, but, um, you know, there's a lot of pay-to-play on there. Um, so how, you know, if, if you're Zuckerberg, I'm sure he's going to want to get a part of that, right? You know, these influencers are making tens of thousands of dollars annually. So, and Facebook gets no cut of that right now that I'm aware of. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. Yeah. Isn't it crazy? Like when those platforms go away, the, yeah. just the fact that you can like, <laughs> can be like a millionaire right now just with yeah. the Instagram page. But then like also back to people not wanting to read, like yeah. people do want to read because the, the constants have been articles, like just plain old articles. Right? If something happens with Instagram, it'll be hard for us, but like, 
at the you end can, of the day, yes. we have like our platform is a website with stories but on. People it. on Instagram don't spend money with us. I mean, we we see that yeah. correlation. You know. Oh I mean, yeah, yeah. That's, and they don't that's they don't read actually. Is what it's funny because I'm not I'm not good with Facebook. I never had a Facebook account, so I've. I've been really bad about promoting the blog on Facebook, but we get so many yeah. people, even though we're like, we're so tiny on Facebook, that's where all of our blog readers come yeah. from. No one on Instagram mm-hmm. is clicking the link in the bio to yeah. read, which is Yeah, frustrating. that's the same with us. Like I was um, doing, I, following our analytics, like all, most new subscribers come from Facebook. Like they just see something they want to read and they're like, okay. I'm gonna. You think it's because there are more older people on Facebook now, and they're reading more? Like, I don't know what this is. Uh, I don't know. I think part of it is that like you're probably your feed is more curated, you know. So it's like people that you know personally and and res- respect what they're sharing, or because you know if you look at like if if it's someone sharing an unpretentious palace story, they're going to be in Charlotte. They're probably going to be a chef or love restaurants or something, you know. And it's like it's a much more targeted presentation than Instagram where it's like, oh, I like dogs and like, I like mm. dresses and I like wine. And like, <laughs> it's like at all, all coming at you. Yeah. Like, you know, right. so much Versus, like, you know, you sharing a story and I'm like, oh, this is an interesting read. I'm glad she shared this and I'm going to read it now. Yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. Are we, are we, should we do the best fine. thing we ate this We're week? We're fine. We're fine on time. Okay. <laughs> they have they have some place to go. We're fine. We'll just stay. <laughs> oh, we're good. You never want to be the first one to a party. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're going to a whiskey tasting, which I'm oh. very excited for. Oh. Where is that? It's at a, at a friend's house. It's just kind of like everybody brings a bottle. And and you drink the whole bottle. I did that oh. once. I went to the hospital. I hope not because we have two in the car. And <gasps> she really was 13, did. though. So I was 14. <laughs> did you like know it was whiskey that you were yeah, drinking? Yeah, I did. It was Maker's Mark. And now oh. they have all these commercials for Maker's Mark on Hulu, and I have to like run to the bathroom and vomit. Uh, so I guess she's not going to that. Yeah, uh, yeah yikes. Your, your I, don't, I can't do whiskey. It ruined me. 14 ruined for life on whiskey. That's, that's sad. It's sad. I'm so sorry Because to hear I, I want to like <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah, gosh, we, we love bourbon. We're big bourbon drinkers. And we um, that's one of the reasons why we're building like the wine room is also going to be a whiskey room because we have like this massive bookcase and there are bottles like it. John took over the linen closet for bourbon reserves. That's how how bad it is. So that's like, I want to like, that's amazing. Like wine cellar and bourbon cellar. Yeah. yeah we're going to get like all this dark furniture, dark leather furniture. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. I were, you guys cook a lot too, or is that? We do when we have to like, but it's hard cause we're going out so much too. Yeah. So we, we do we last love night to this cook. morning though. Yeah. We well, do love to cook. It's just gets harder when like, I feel like there's just so many places opening. Yeah, so, so it's hard to keeps like us busy because then you, you're spending money like it's a lot of money to you know to cook too yeah. and also to go out right. and you're spending it both places. Yeah. So. Well, I'm glad you're going somewhere else after this because you look so lovely and beautiful. Thank you. And I, I felt guilty. That. I was like, oh my god, like I hope she didn't well, get dressed up for no. us. I mean, partially. Yeah. <laughs> I, I thought this was like a video podcast. No, oh, I'm yeah, just kidding. I'm just it kidding. is. I'm just well, kidding. I mean, you you would be ready. You would be. <laughs> um, I'm sorry, I look homeless. I saw no. you and I was like, oh. Bo M is doing this like Instagram sale where it's like they post things on Instagram and sell them for like super cheap you Venmo them the money what? and then you pick it up in the store so this dress was $15 that's amazing wait yeah. who does this? Boem in South oh, Park oh yeah 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 so just like follow their Instagram they're doing it for like the next couple of days and anything you can Venmo like we just bought yeah. um, Allie from Eat Drink CLT posted those cookies I don't know if you saw they were I didn't like see these that. fat underbaked cookies which are oh. my favorite oh. I don't thin crispy Get out of here. Yeah. I don't want that kind of cookie. It was this fat cookie, and I you just had to Venmo the girl and then pick them up. And I was like, then I'm yeah. sold. If I had to yeah. go get cash and pick yeah. them up, I don't know. It's just that difference. Yeah. It was so easy. And like, literally, I like walked in. I was like, I'm here to pick something up. I got on the closet sale. And they're like, oh, what's your name? And I told them it was Kristen Wilde. And they like literally walked away, walked back, and it was like three minutes. 
You didn't even try it on. I didn't even try it on. No, because it's like final sale. It was like 15 bucks. Right. It's like even if it it doesn't. Exactly. Yeah. But it's a great dress. Thank you. I was like, wow. Keep an eye on that. Nothing at that store is ever $15 either. So I was very happy when she said it was only $15. Yeah. Those boutique stores around town, like all of them, I I just, I used to go in and look and now I don't even because I don't want to get depressed. So that's good to know. I go for special like when I need something because it's, I love having somebody tell me like, I'm like, okay, this is like my body shape tell me what I can put on and they'll bring dresses out that I never would have thought to try on that look great. And I'm like, Oh, like this is, that's like, I'll pay for that level of service because otherwise I'm just like depressed because I'm so short, you know? Or you just like, you buy the same thing. Yeah. You're just like, it's I like for me, I'm like, I need another black cardigan. Right. <laughs> Always. <laughs> yeah. Always. It's like I got 30 of them and nothing else. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. What about you, Jason? Okay. Where, are you, where yeah. are you doing I'm your I'm sorry. Shopping? I feel like I totally took us off track there. <laughs> um, I bought a purse this I weekend. shop only at Uniqlo. He does. It's a Japanese clothing store. Yeah, it's a gr- But there's a, not one here. No, it's in so, New York. So yeah. whenever I go there. Or San Francisco. I, yeah. But I go clothes shopping once every five years. Well, whenever we go to these places, he goes to Uniqlo. And we're going yeah. to New York next weekend, which is why, unfortunately, we have to miss that symposium. So I'm bummed. Yeah. I, I didn't even know you Uniqlo were going to be speaking. So. I can see it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's happening. And he wears but, a lot of pink, obviously. <laughs> He's wearing his pink yeah. pug t-shirt. That's awesome. Did you have that made or is that... Yeah. Something you bought. That's Legends of the Hidden Temple Pink yeah, Pugs. We use Printful oh, for cool. our That's the, uh, the little known Legends of the Hidden Temple team. You know, yeah. didn't always make the cut on gotcha. Nickelodeon, but the Pink they Pugs. They never won. They'd go into Olmec's Temple sometimes. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> okay. So if you have a friend coming from out of town that's never been to Charlotte, where are you taking them? Great question. Um, it depends on like what we're in the mood for. Because we're in Plaza Midwood, we go to Seoul a lot with new people, mm. um, especially because it's like when you're, there's somebody you want to catch up with and spend a lot of time, you know, we'll go put our name in, go get a drink somewhere. Um, if they're super cool, we'll take them to like Snug or, um, used to be 22, but now it's a little tough. We'll go to like Legion or something if it's a beer person. Um, I think Seoul's great. Yeah. Um, love Seoul. Love that bar yeah. too. If you just stay at the bar there at Seoul, right. like that's yeah. good times. The Peacock. Yeah. Now <laughs> yeah. Sweet Lou's. Um, we bring people to Sweet Lou's. An old family friend came in around Christmas time, and he was uh, on a pretty strict diet. So we went to Yafo, and yeah. that worked out great just because, you know, you can get yeah. meat and get fresh veg. Yafo's so easy for, for people. Like, my parents are now plant-based, and it's like, I guess we're going to go to Yafo like 18 times. Yeah, Zan and Tamara plant-based. from I Batchcraft. Yes. Yeah, like, we, like, went out with them, and it's like they, they could split a bowl. That's how, that's how yeah. healthy they are. Not only are they plant-based and healthy, yeah. they also don't eat a lot. Like, yeah. They're both thin. They got, like, three swarma <laughs> sandwiches, and they split, like, a cucumber. Oh, they're like, we just yeah. want a cucumber. I was like, I'll have an extra lafa <laughs> right? for them. Just, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw out dogwood as well. I mean, yeah. I think the service there, um, Brian okay. and the bar team, sitting at the bar there, I mean, they just always make you feel like a million dollars and Brian and Joe and Eve, all of them know everybody. They know everybody's drinks. They will just make you something that'll blow your mind away um, that you would never yeah. order. And the food is, is pretty on point. Talk too. about underrated. Brian LaRusso is so underrated as a bartender. This is the That's a, a what, Dogwood. Um, yes. Who are we talking about that? A lot of people love Dogwood. And that was a man. Amanda Britton was telling me that. Yeah. For, okay. for drinks that he's. So good. His, his knowledge yeah. is as deep as anybody in the city. Yeah. He's just none. so mm. quiet and yeah, like down to earth. We need to go there for the drinks. We went yeah, there once for great. food and we were like. We didn't, didn't hate it. We, we didn't, didn't love get it. The we hype. just didn't get. Yeah. But we've heard a lot of really great things. So I feel like we yeah. need there, to get There are some things you order there and then there are some things you should just stay away from. Like we almost never eat entrees there. No. I mean, I think. Yeah. I mean, that's like my, my hangout spot, and I've maybe had an entree so there like three times. we need to go times. with you. 
Yeah, seriously. If you guys want to go, we're there a lot. We need to do a full dinner. That's what I. Yeah. That's what I realized from this time with you. Yeah. Um, we also there. They have a the burger. What is it? Monday they, through Friday, like till six thirty. Yeah, five dollar burger special. It's oh amazing. It, it's one of the best burgers yeah. in Charlotte. They guaranteed lose money on it every time they serve it. It's oh, so wow. good. I mean, it's yeah. It's Gruyere, um, arugula, onion marmalade, and this. Seven ounce patty yeah, on that's a, a big that's a big burger. Is Duke's bread making their buns? Who's making their buns? I now? think they're making them in house. I don't okay. remember. Either way, that's good. Yeah, because yeah, five dollars. Um, yeah, I mean, it's five dollars. Seriously, it's like only till six thirty. Yeah, I can't finish it. It's you used to get fries too, but now now you have to pay extra for the <laughs> well, fries. Yeah, so <laughs> we've been going. We like our embarrassing love is for Harper's <laughs> in South oh, Park. Yeah. Nice, and we go there. Like we've been going there every Friday. So I grew recently. up. I grew up in Fort Mill, and it's just like we know it's not like it's not great or anything. It's just one of those places where like you know what you're gonna get. You feel comfortable there. Yeah, it's just like you know you don't want to go somewhere fancy. You just want to like it's just our basic place but it's so close to dogwood yeah next friday we can see dogwood we can yeah from, from our house yeah <laughs> from our first all right we're doing so, a double date to dogwood yeah, it's, do it's it. happening yeah yes for sure i'm so excited <laughs> so i think it is time jason yeah it's time all right so what we have to leave is, by <laughs> what is th- we have to go to this whiskey party i don't yeah, know we invited ourselves <laughs> Love it. later um so what's the best thing john and Kristen, that you guys ate this week oh good i, I guess glad we both answered because i was torn between two so i met a friend at maharani um the indian restaurant on king's for their lunch buffet, and it was just fantastic. I mean, $10, and it's I got two plates full of food, and it was just it was delicious. It was hearty. It was like one of those kind of crappy days that we've been having nonstop lately. It was it was awesome. Indian buffets, that's one of the places where I don't ever feel like I don't want a buffet. Yeah. Like I feel like the, the quality is never different. Yeah. Like, I, I love an Indian food buffet. It's fantastic. And then they've got that, like, mango sorbet to finish oh. off the meal. Mm. I didn't know they had that when you got the buffet. Yeah. Oh, no way. Yeah. I don't know if it like (laughs) rotates or if it just like we got lucky, but. And a mango lassi too, I hope. Uh, Yes. Although I didn't, I didn't have any because I was pretty full. Yeah, I know. It's it's always a lot. Like Indian food, that can be like the only thing you eat all day. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it was like both of us walked out and we were like, might have done a little too much. Yeah. But like when you have a buffet, like what do you, you know. Get your money's worth. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) I can't remember what what the word was of the what Perosca? I ordered. The Perosca, yeah. yeah, at Intermezzo, so Balkan-style oh, yeah. rolled pizza. Um, I just think Intermezzo, again, we talked about this earlier, cold night, yeah. just it's just comfort food who at did, its finest. Who did we have in who was just talking Ian. about that? Oh, yeah, Ian loves Intermezzo. From yeah, Cuplux. Cup so good. It's so good. They have like three or four go-to things there for me. It's always a challenge. We need we need to go there. It's great because sure. it's like so Euro too. You know, it's like the owners are Serbian and yes. they're they have like a European level of service where like they're not in your face all the time. You know, it's like sometimes you might have to flag them down if you need something, but like you're just there to enjoy your meal. I like that it's better great. than someone who's yeah. Like, that's why I like service is such an art too. It's like I want you to be attentive, but like not that attentive. Yeah, you know? <laughs> right. It's a real yeah. you know balancing act. I still think that. Bardot like nails it on service. It's just yes. like things like magically appear when you're. You like, and it's just, they do such a good job of timing that service. That's like one of the things that impresses me most about that place, I think. Yes. And they the don't they course overly like, they explain it and then they leave. Like yeah. I hate the place when the like, explanation's like five minutes long and you're like, all right, yeah, it's your getting food's cold. cold. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want to eat. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Jason? Okay. So I've been obsessed with the Omaggio pizza. Oh my God. The, yes. They have, they're making it with coffee now. Their seasonal pizza. 
It's actually like was, coffee. So it was their seasonal pizza for winter, but they're keeping it on a little bit because yeah, it's winter, so popular. Winter is still here. They have their spring one out and they're keeping it on. I don't know if that beaver on. saw its tail or whatever, but <laughs> it's still winter in Charlotte. So they, yeah, <laughs> I need to hear more about this coffee pizza. Espresso. So, so they have the best pepperoni there. I don't know what it is, but it's the small pepperonis. Tiny peps. Tiny pepperonis. Is they, are they cubing it or are they still slicing it? They slice it. Okay. So yeah. tiny little slices, baby slices. Yeah, baby slices. And they, I don't know how they get the coffee on. It looks like they ground it up and mm-hmm. then kind of yep. sprinkled it on top. That's what it is. It's ground coffee sprinkled on the top. And it, and it has such and, a... And honey. Honey. Huh. Wow. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's I so good. Know. blowing my mind. Yeah. It's so good. I don't know good. what to make of this. Seriously. Right, I guess we have to go try it. But it's savory, and it's like you do get the aromatics of the coffee, and you do get it in the taste, you too. You get like a caffeine a kick, hint. and it's, it's, it's so good. And it's, it's not know, like it's, gritty? It's no. not. No, it's like the powder is so fine. Oh, so it's powdered. Mm-hmm. Okay, gotcha. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm thinking so like not, coffee grounds, like kind of. Yeah, yeah no, yeah. I guess that's not really. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, it's it's like, so it's like a powder. Yeah, and, but it's huh. it's so good. And their pizzas are like, I mean, it's like he a, says it's Roman style, so it's not like the. It's not like it, yeah. With the, it's, it's not an easy. So like the crust is, um, you know, it's a little. It's like thin, thin yeah. and crispy. Yeah. And we you know we've I don't know we've really been digging it there. It's expensive as hell. Yeah, it's know. it's the same as. Oh, <laughs> Anesio no. is expensive too. Have you guys been to like, Sal's? No. no. Yeah, you mentioned that, and uh, I was like, where is that? It's on Monroe. Okay, you gotta out, go out by seventy four. Okay. Yeah, it's it's um, so like where uh, Kebab J is. Wendover. No, not that far. Okay. Um, right, like it's Wendover before Wendover. So not too far. Not too. Yeah, it's like kind of past um, Tipsy Borough. Okay. On the other side. That, that place definitely underrated. Some what of the better pizza. What's the crust situation? Um, so it's kind of like like northeastern style. It's New York style. So it's kind of chewy, but like not too much dough. You know, it's like yeah, it's just perfect. It's perfect. It's so good. Ugh. And it's like just greasy enough where it's like you know it's unhealthy, but like it doesn't taste unhealthy. You don't you feel know? like shit. Yeah, but it's oh, it's so good. Those are. I feel like every week I have to have pizza and a burger. <laughs> my yeah. bur- my but, week's not And you can buy it by the slice there too and they just yeah. heat nice. it up. It's a great like. That's, so it's like true New York. Yeah. Right? Yeah. They've got just like probably like 20 pizzas you can grab a, by the slice. Yep. Every time Sal's. I drive by it I'm like oh. Sal's. We need to go. Go right now. Yeah let's go. Go do it. We have all these um, chopped gift cards so we're going to probably go there. Uh, I love chopped. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Try to be healthy. All right. What's the favorite, your favorite thing? Uh, so I didn't leave week? the house uh, no again God, no. this week. Um, still working from home. Are you like, are you allergic to the sun? Yeah. Is it? Uh, well, so, well, she was. She could go out this. She could have gone <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm working from home for the next few weeks and I've never done that before. So it's, I love being at home and I love not seeing people. So I've really just settled into that. Yeah. Like I, I don't need, going out's always like, mm-hmm if I have to. So once I'm in, I'm in. But um, I did go because I forced myself. I walked because I, I walked to Coco and the director because it's like a block from the house. So I'm like, I can do this. Um, and I had a, sh- <laughs> and it was terrible. And I went right back in. The, the music was loud. I was trying to like do my conference calls and I couldn't hear. I was like, an like, old you know thing. how when Austin Powers woke up from the seventies, he's like, where am I? That's yeah. like, I'm like loud music. What's I'm, happening? I'm so crotchety now. I was like, there were all these people <laughs> talking it. and there was music. And I was like, I'm going back in my hole. This is too much. But I, I had a Sugarman um, uh, cronut. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, and it was a pistachio rose water. Oh, yum. And if there's ever rose anything, like yeah. I freaking love, like a, like a traditional lassi, don't even need the mango, just like anything with rose water. I'm like, I, I like to wear it. I like to eat it. <laughs> I like, I love the scent and the taste of rose. So, and it had cream inside. Like it was a rose water pistachio oh, cream. And also when anything's filled. I this hate when you- cocoa? Yes. And I hate when you say something is that, but it doesn't have it inside. Do you know what I mean? I don't yeah. want like a little bit of frosting on top. Yeah. I want it to be filled. Um, and mm. as someone took me to task on Instagram, they said, that's not a cronut. That's a cruffin. Oh God. And I was like, well, I don't know. That's what they call it. You blocked it. her I didn't and make then, it. Uh, <laughs> that, yeah. that was the end of her. It was like, seriously, like someone got up in arms and I was like, well, no, they call it a cronut. And they were like, I respectfully disagree. This is a cruffin. And I was like, okay. This is my Instagram <laughs> feed. Get Stop off. trying to make. Cromuffin happened. Yeah, right. I'm like, whatever it is, we made it up. Yeah. (laughs) But it was a... It's gone now. Yeah, right. I (laughs) ate it and it was delicious and thank Uh, you very much. That sounds so good. (laughs) But yeah, it was really good. So I recommend uh, a Sugarman Cronut from Coco. That's beautiful. Yeah. You have the best like pen name too. Like, I do. Yeah, I feel like. But and it's uh, her author. real name. <laughs> well, my like, maiden name was Bogosian. Yeah, I so. saw get that. rid of that shit. Yeah, I went. It <laughs> wow, was, it's much John. better. It was. It's so much. Yeah, I mean, it was when I started at Charlotte Magazine. I started on December first, and we got, we got married. married on December thirty first. So, like, I started. Oh, good tax day. Yeah, that you planned that shit out. <laughs> <laughs> well, true. Yes. So it was like, I was like, I'm just starting with a while. That like month, Good. I'm going to be a liar to everybody. That was a, Jason got mad at me because I got my Gmail before we got married. And I'm like, hey, you got to plan ahead for yeah, this. Yeah, you do. <laughs> Men do not understand how hard it is it's to a, change your name. Stressful. It's terrible. Yeah. And yeah. the Gmail. I, want, I, I wanted to take her first husband's last name, but she would not let me yeah. do that. <laughs> I decided that was a little weird. <laughs> That's definitely a little weird. <laughs> okay. Tell us where we can find you all over the internet. Yes. Yeah. You can find me all over the internet. Um, you can find me at unpretentiouspalette.com if you're interested in learning more about why you might want to subscribe. It's unpretentiouspalette.com palette.com slash subscribe uh, we're on facebook and instagram as unpretentious palette twitter we are up palette because too many characters for unpretentious palette mm-hmm. and you can also just sign up for the free email it's a great way to kind of see what what's happening what's going on in the world and uh it's kind of the the entry drug to yes. uh, mm, drugs money. we You'll see all the content yeah. you're missing out at. i was gonna say i'll guarantee <laughs> yeah. you want to subscribe because like i i will be like in the middle of doing something and i'll see your emails and i i gotta go click through like i'm so glad that we subscribe because it's not the kind of like you just you tease it in such a way where i must know oh thank you and it's like it's it is it's, <laughs> it's, it's worth the money it's totally everyone should survive because so you're not only are you supporting a great cause but you're helping the charlotte restaurant scene and it's a great deal like it's really not like you know, like you guys are giving us a bargain at that thank price. You. So I really think that everyone listening should subscribe. You guys are the best. Thank you for coming on, both of, of you. Of course. Yes. Yeah. And uh, it's just us on this Nets podcast. Sorry. You I have know. To we've listen. had all these wonderful guests. You have guests. to listen to just us two bicker <laughs> yeah, for an hour. That'll be fun. <laughs> but thank you so much for coming. And we're going to do dinner and you'll be back. Yes. I if hope you want to. I hope so. Absolutely. Anytime. <laughs> we'll do like a live pod from Dogwood. Yes. After a cup of coffee. Oh, <laughs> God. This burger, $5. It's just going to be bleeped out the whole time. But yeah. we'll <laughs> get the $5 burger. You will not regret it. <laughs> All right. Everyone have a great week. $5 burger. <laughs>